Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car and we decide where it should go and by what route and how fast. Participate, engage, speak out, use your voice to be an effective advocate. The Voices in Advocacy podcast examines the diverse landscape of advocacy, exploring the ins and outs of building influence, driving change, and creating champion advocates. It's now time for the Voices in Advocacy podcast with your host, Roger Rickard. The day was windy and frosty with 37 degrees as the high temperature. It was a Wednesday, about 9 p.m., when the tall, well-known speaker began. He spoke clearly for 21 minutes, sharing thoughts he had saved for quite some time. It was Wednesday, January 11, 1989, and the 40th President of the United States, Ronald Reagan, addressed the nation for the last time from behind the Resolute Desk in the Oval Office at the White House. I will never craft a speech so simple yet eloquent, so powerful and historically important as the words Ronald Reagan delivered on that frosty Wednesday evening. Today I can promise you it will not match the pros of our 40th president of the United States. However, I come before you humbled in the trust that you have so generously bestowed upon me by listening and contributing to this podcast dedicated to the art of advocacy, our Voices in Advocacy podcast. During other shows, we ask each of our guests the same question, which is, What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of the word advocacy? Their responses are most often eloquent, thought-provoking, and full of great insight into the art of advocacy. Today, I'd like to begin with a formal definition of advocacy. One dictionary says advocacy is the public support for or recommendation of a particular cause or policy. Another says advocacy is the act of pleading for, supporting, or recommending. In both cases, these definitions define advocacy as a positive action with words such as public support for, pleading for, and supporting. As such, advocacy is a positive act. Many of us have heard this quote before. It is not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. These words are most often attributed to Charles Darwin. Truth be known, Darwin didn't say this. This quote is actually taken from a 1960s textbook written by an LSU professor of management, explaining a concept taken from Darwin's book, Origin of Species. 
But these words ring true for advocates and advocacy leaders, no matter the source. Today, we have different tools, techniques, and technologies to inspire, engage, educate, and activate our supporters to create the change we desire. We began this broadcast with Ronald Reagan addressing the nation for the last time from behind the Resolute Desk. Allow me to share more. I never meant to go into politics. It wasn't my intention when I was young. But I was raised to believe you had to pay your way for the blessings bestowed on you. I was happy with my career in the entertainment world, but I ultimately went into politics because I wanted to protect something precious. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government, and with three little words, we the people. We the people tell the government what to do. It doesn't tell us. We the people are the driver. The government is the car, and we decide where it should go, and by what route, and how fast. Almost all the world's constitutions are documents in which governments tell the people what their privileges are. Our Constitution is a document in which we, the people, tell the government what it is allowed to do. We, the people, are free. Note this, Reagan said, we, the people, don't need the government's permission. The government needs the people's permission. We are the driver. The government is the car. And you hold the keys to our government's car. The laws of our land are rooted in our U.S. Constitution, created when 55 delegates gathered for five months in the sweltering Philadelphia summer heat, cobbling together a framework of self-government, a government of, by, and for the people. This document of our laws is preceded by the following 52-word Preamble. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. This 52-word preamble begins with we, the people. It does not begin with I, the king, or even me, the president, or we, the Congress. It begins with we, the people. Daniel Webster, a 19th century statesman and U.S. senator, said, quote, It is the people's constitution, the people's government made for the people, by the people, and answerable to the people, end quote. And throughout the 234 years of this document, we have made 27 changes in the form of amendments. The first 10 amendments, known as the Bill of Rights, were created as a compromise that allowed for the passage of the U.S. Constitution itself. Our form of self-government adapts to change. 
I would like to take a second to focus on the first of the Bill of Rights, and it reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Let's focus on that last right. Government cannot limit your right to petition the government. The actual verbiage says again, petition the government for a redress of grievances. Redress, when used as a verb, is defined as to set right, to correct, or reform, to remedy, or relieve, to adjust evenly again. You have the right, and in fact, it is part of your first right to advocate to your elected officials, to speak out, to question, to inform, to adjust as we see fit. This reminds me of a quote from the primary writer of our Declaration of Independence and third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson, who said, quote, We in America do not have government by the majority. We have government by the majority who participate, end quote. It is our role and responsibility in our form of self-government that we, the people, the citizens of the United States, participate in its government. The great jazz trumpeteer Louis Armstrong said, quote, if you don't toot your own horn, there is no music. Let me repeat. If you don't toot your own horn, there is no music. So toot your own horn, speak out for what you believe in, and then believe your actions can make a difference. That is what it means to be an advocate. Be positive and take action. During Thanksgiving, we give thanks for many things. We are thankful for our family, our friends, and loved ones. We are thankful for our health and the riches bestowed upon us. I began this podcast by recounting the immortal words of Ronald Reagan. It is fitting that we recall now the reverent words of George Washington in reference to Thanksgiving when he said, quote, Almighty God, we make our earnest prayer that thou will keep the United States in thy holy protection and that every American in his own way lift his voice to heaven. I proudly give thanks for the good fortune to live in a country that allows us the freedoms we enjoy daily, such as the ones articulated in our Bill of Rights. Only in America do we have such rights. I am also thankful for past leaders, statesmen, our founding fathers, and many others who have used their wisdom to form and guide us in our nation, even as we recognize that they, like us, are flawed. We celebrate the bounty of our American lives this Thanksgiving with family and friends. Let us take a moment to remember that we have the American advocate's power to speak out for the causes and issues that matter to us, 
causes, and issues that can, as our Constitution declares, form a more perfect union. Use our power to speak to and address the needs of others. In closing, I am reminded of the power of our human spirit. I believe in the strength of our humanity. Be kind to others. Be more empathetic to the plight of others. Pray for the sick and elderly. Give where you can give. And thank those that stand on the front lines to serve and protect us. And do not take for granted our freedoms, for they could be as fleeting as the summer breeze of a November evening. On this Thanksgiving Day, regenerate our human spirit into a larger, more compassionate organ. I believe in the power of our humanity and human spirit and the strength of our voices. Be well and be thankful. We hope you enjoyed today's Voices and Advocacy podcast and look forward to you joining us again next week. To learn more about Voices and Advocacy, go to our website, voicesinadvocacy.com.